what is going on everybody welcome here today to episode 26 of the just fallen podcast and it might be my most controversial episode because we are going to be doing our top 30 players in the nba today and this was really tough to make so i ended up having five tiers ended up having like 10 audible mentions in this and yeah it's gonna go 1 through 30 obviously and i made it where everybody is healthy who you want on your team right now starting the playoffs who is gonna win you games who is gonna just win you crucial fourth quarter close games and who you'd want on your team who has experience in the playoffs who was just good on defense who's good on offense i factor in everything into my player ranking so this was really tough and i'm sure 99 percent of you guys will have a different list than me because if you asked 100 people to make a top 30 nba players list pretty much all 100 of them are going to be different from one another so just take that into consideration like always if they're in the same tier you can kind of move them around and i'm perfectly okay like my tier 5 is 20 to 30 my 20 guy could be 30 for you my 30 guy could be 20 for you and i wouldn't care it's really you can have a perfect adjustable argument for that so just keep that in mind also if you guys are listening on youtube now i should add gameplay into the back i'll probably use my 2000 franchise that i'm doing on the second channel so some supersonics gameplay in the background if you are listening on youtube but obviously if you're on apple Podcasts or spotify you're not going to be watching anything you're just listening to my voice so thank you all for just listening in general it means a lot to me and i really don't know what to do next after these rankings maybe we'll do top 25 players that are age 25 and under i think that would be really fun to do so that might be the next rank because i'm enjoying doing these rankings before the nba or while the nba is in its hiatus because we don't really know what is happening we don't even know if the draft lottery is going to be in the middle of may we don't know if the draft is still going to be june 25th we don't even know if there's going to be playoffs this year i think the regular season is going to be canceled i, I just don't see them really doing that but I, maybe they will um continue, try to complete the regular season but we don't even know if we're going to get basketball before the month of august so yeah we're just going this day by day um still enjoying these weekly uploads um in the podcast form so yeah without further ado Let's get into my top 30 players in the NBA. All right, so for these top 30 players, I wanted to be straightforward. I didn't want to do any 1As, 1Bs, just any ties. I wanted to actually have a definitive ranking for each player. So my tier one, when healthy, coming off of also taking into consideration guys like John Wall, I, I'm, you'll find out if he made the list, but Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson, when they're fully healthy, you still have to kind of keep it in consideration. The injuries just... Uh, what they just came off from so just keep that in mind and maybe that's what will drop them off a little bit but my tier one has three guys my number one guy is Kawhi Leonard and it was really hard to bounce between these other two that I had at one and you could probably guess those guys but yeah one I had Kawhi Leonard due to a couple reasons he's probably went on the best perimeter defender in the top 30 and on my list and probably in the NBA he's up there with Marcus Smart Ben Simmons and a guy I'll mention in a little bit but he is probably the best permanent defender and you would want if you're going to have a guy that is one of the best offensive players in the league and you need one guy to maybe slow him down you're using Kawhi Leonard that's why LeBron was just scared you know that uh video of him at the free throw line for the heat and he saw Kawhi coming in because Kawhi is one of the best defenders of all time and he is an incredible permanent defender probably the best in the NBA that is a main reason why I had him at number one but not the only reason the other one is He's coming off the finals MVP. So he was the best player on the best team last year. And you have to take that into consideration. Pretty much every team he's been on, 
for majority of his career has been good that one year where he did get hurt in san antonio it was looking like that was going to be a series where the warriors had obviously curry kd draymond and clay and the spurs were looking like they were going to win game one behind a monster Kawhi performance but then he got hurt from zaza Pachulia. he's won a title in san antonio he's won a title obviously in toronto he was finals mvp that toronto team could not make it to the finals um throughout the years prior with the rosen they made that risky trade and they knew it was probably going to be a rental. They got Kawhi, and he brought them to a championship and won it all. Yes, if LeBron was in the East, that might have might not have happened. Or if the Warriors didn't have all those injuries to Clay and KD, maybe they wouldn't have won. Yep, sure. But I don't think you can really knock Kawhi on that. And he's just been phenomenal as it is. He's might he might have gone better on defense this year. He's my number one player in the NBA going to these playoffs. It will probably change if the Clippers don't win at all. Uh, could be my number two or my number three guy going into next year. It'll depends on what these playoffs are doing but last year's playoffs are the most fresh playoffs in our mind Kawhi was the best player in those playoffs he's my number one player my number two player is LeBron James now LeBron James obviously had the worst year of his career record-wise last year uh, pretty much since his rookie year so you want to knock on him for that sure that's maybe why I didn't have it won because Kawhi is the reigning finals MVP and LeBron didn't even make the playoffs last year and he had his first major injury with the groin injury but it's still LeBron freaking James he's on the best team in the Western Conference and I think that Lakers team has definitely overachieved this year a lot of people thought that they'd be around the three or the four seed and definitely not this good the second best team in the NBA good and they might be the favorites to win it all that that might be is just where the Lakers are at, and it's mainly because of LeBron James. His defense has gotten a lot better this year. Maybe he's just trying a little bit more, but still, he's proving that he's still an above average, or he's just a good defender. He's not an elite defender, but he's not an average defender. He's a good defender. His court vision is insane. He's probably the best passer in basketball at this moment. And yeah, when you see, when he has a solid two, when he's had Dwayne Wade and Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis, he could be one of the best players in the league. And obviously, he's one of the best players of all time. Top two, you might think he's one. But he's coming in at number two. The only reason why I have Kawhi in front of him is because Kawhi is the reigning finals MVP. But if the Lakers do win the finals this year, if we do get a playoffs, LeBron will be one and we'll jump or and he'll jump Kawhi Leonard. So my number three player is going to be the two-time reigning MVP award winner after this year's awards are announced. And that is Giannis Antetokounmpo. So he is by far the best regular season player on this list. And he might be the best player overall but the reason skill will not give him number one is because we have not seen him win a championship last year was the closest they got they were up 2-0 on the raptors and then they ended up losing four in a row and who knows if the kd got hurt when he came back in the final still and clay was hurt the Bucs could have been NBA champions and Giannis would have a finals MVP under his belt already or just a ring in general and he would probably be number one. But since he has never been to the finals yet, so we don't know if he can do it, he's not going to be number one. And I think that's a very solidified, justable reason to have uh, Giannis at three. So my tier one was three guys, one being Kawhi Leonard two LeBron James, and three Giannis Antetokounmpo. So moving on to my tier two now, I have my four, five, six, and seven guys in this tier, so a four-person tier. So starting off tier four was a guy that I wanted to put in tier one, but I dropped him down just one tier and one spot, really, and that was Steph Curry. So going into the season, Steph Curry's probably known as a top five, top three player in the NBA, but I dropped him down to tier four. I'm kind of thinking maybe I should have him in tier one, and that is a perfectly fine argument if you do think that, and it's definitely reasonable, but I'm going to have Steph at four. He's a three times finals champion. Yes, he hasn't won a finals MVP, but he's shown that he can be a very good player in the finals in those victories. He's been good, and he's been a two-time MVP award winner. He was the first ever unanimous MVP award winner. He's the greatest shooter of all time. He's a top 
five point guard of all time. You might even consider him a top 25 player of all time already. And he's not even, what, 31 yet? Or he's around the age of 30. So I think Steph, is he's still got to be in your top five until we see um, a substantial drop-off from him. And I didn't think we were going to see one this year, but obviously he broke his arm, which kind of hurt. Because if maybe he would have been the, the NBA's leading scorer, he would have maybe helped the Warriors maybe be a playoff team. Uh, who knows? So yeah, maybe it helped out Steph's legacy a little bit that he got hurt this year. And we kind of would maybe see that he can't lead a bad team into the playoffs who knows but he's gonna be number four for me on this list coming in at number five is a player that's been compared to Steph for a while now just kind of in player rankings and MVPs um, for a couple years but he's never really beat him in the playoffs he's never done it and that is James Harden so you might look it up and the Thunder when Harden was there might have beat the Warriors back in the day but yeah Harden has pretty much been second fiddle to Curry throughout his career he's the Rockets have yet to beat the Warriors they were really close that year but Chris Paul got hurt but Harden has been a top three offensive player in the NBA for a couple years now. He was the 2018-19 leading scorer. He'll be the same this year. His three-point shooting is still great. His ball handling, amazing. He's still a great passer. His floater is still really good. He's great at scoring inside. He's great, uh, he's great at scoring off the dribble. He's great at scoring spot up. Um, off, He's not really much of an off-ball player, but he's still a top... I want to say he's a top five player in the NBA. Maybe he wasn't this year. That is a perfectly fine argument, but I think we got to take into consideration what Harden has been these last five years, and he's still proved that he can win. He's made the playoffs every year. He's made the conference finals a couple times, and he's a, he's a top five player for me. He's coming in at number five. Uh, number six is Anthony Davis. So Anthony Davis hasn't really been on any great teams so far in his career until this year with the Lakers. He's had a couple playoff series victories in the Pel or with the Pelicans, or I believe just one, and then they ended up getting blown out by Golden State in the second round. Who knows, maybe they would have been able to actually do something in the playoffs if Marcus Cousins didn't get hurt in the 2017-18 season because they were looking like they were going to be a very good team. They ended up still winning their first round matchup against the Blazers, but who knows, maybe they could have put up a fight against the Warriors with a healthy arguably the best center in the league, DeMarcus Cousins, the best power forward in the league, Anthony Davis, and then they had, then they had guys like Rajon Rondo, I believe, that year. They might have had him that year. And then they also had guys like, obviously, Drew Holiday. So, he's coming in at number six for me. He's a great defender, great shot blocker, great rim protector. He's a solid shooter. He's nothing special out there. He's a good post player, and he's coming in at number six. And wrapping out tier two is Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant, going into this year, was in tier one. He'd probably be the number two guy in front of LeBron James. But when you tear your Achilles and you're plus 30 in age, it's going to be hard to see what KD is going to come back. Are we going to see a back-to-normal pre-Achilles tear KD? I don't know. I don't know if we will, and that's why it's some skepticism, like, where did I want to place KD? Because I wanted to put him in tier one, but I really just couldn't, just because I don't know what he's going to be like coming back from that Achilles tear, and I put him at seven, and if he's going to be what normal KD was, he'll be in the top three. But until I see that, I'm having him in at seven, and he's going to wrap out tier two. So tier two was four Steph Curry, five James Harden, six Anthony Davis, and seven Kevin Durant. All right, so we're going to start off tier three now where we have five players. So to start off tier three at number eight, we have Nikola Jokic. So yeah, I ended up picking Jokic as my first center off the board here. He was one win away last year from going to his first Western Conference Finals. He's the most versatile big man in the NBA. He's the best passing big man of our generation and maybe even all time. He's a good shooter, but not a great shooter. He's just a smart offensive player. He's good in the post. He's good at mid-range. He's good inside. He's a solid rebounder. Like I said, he's a great passer, and he has shown that he can win in the NBA. He was on one of the better regular season teams last year with the Denver Nuggets. Yes, they couldn't go to the conference finals, but it's showing that he can at least lead a good team and be the best player on a 50-win team, and I think that means something. And coming in at tier uh, or player eight, we don't have a lot of finals champions behind him that are at his skill level, so or just guys that have led 
people to finals. Um, and I think Jokic is at a good spot here at eight, and he's my eighth best player in the NBA. Coming in at number nine is the guy I always compare to him, and that is Joel Embiid. The reason I had that is because neither one of these players have gone to the conference finals, and I'm going to take Jokic's playmaking over Embiid's defense, probably. Yes, Embiid could probably give you 25 and 10 if he cares and wants to, and probably two or three blocks as well, but I think I'd rather have a wing be my number one scorer and Jokic be the secondary guy, and Jokic doesn't have to be the number one scorer to lead a team, because uh, if Embiid's not the number one guy, his value kind of drops off a little bit, so I think Jokic, he could be the number one guy, he could be the number two guy, he could be the number three guy, he could just be the facilitator, the playmaker, the versatile guy with the DHOs, the pick and rolls, and I like him a little bit more. But it's basically like an 8A, 8B thing. But I ended up going with Jokic at 8 and beat at 9. But if one of them goes to the conference finals or just the NBA finals in general, they'll be higher than the other definitively. So coming in at number 10, we're starting our double digits now, is Paul George of the LA Clippers. Paul George was a top 3 NBA player last year in the regular season. Then he hurt his shoulder. He missed some time this year. He wasn't great in the playoffs last year. And the Thunder, the uh, three-seeded Thunder, lost in five to the six-seeded Blazers. We all know how that ended. And then he ended up getting traded to LA. But he He's had some success. He's been to the conference finals before with the Indiana Pacers. Then he was traded to OKC and then had two first round exits, which isn't great, obviously, for his resume, but he's still one of the better two-way players in the NBA, and he's going to come in at number 10 for me. Coming in at number 11 is a player that was in the conference finals last year in the Western Conference, and that is Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard has shown that he's probably the second best point guard in the NBA behind Steph Curry, and it depends where you place LeBron and Luka Doncic, who we'll get to in a little bit, but Damian Lillard, he's been on a good team. He's led a good team. He's been a 28-7 and guy for the last two years. He's phenomenal on the offensive end. His shooting is just incredible. He's probably the best deep range shooter in the NBA. Him, Steph, Trey Young, definitely up there, all up there. And he's coming in at 11 for me. And then wrapping out tier three, number 12 is the guy I just mentioned, Luka Doncic. Now, overall, you might have Luka Doncic in the top five. And that's an argument that can be made. But the reason I don't have that is because we've only seen one full season from Luka and they were one of the worst teams in the NBA. This year, the Mavericks, they were going to make the playoffs, and it was going to be mainly led by Luka Doncic, which you want to give him some credit for that. Yes, and I have him at number 12, but until we see a playoff run from Luka Doncic, I really can't put him any higher. Will he be a, def a defensive liability in the playoffs? Will his shooting maybe drop off? I don't really think so, but until I can see Luka go to the conference finals or get a playoff series victory where he looks like he's the best player on the floor, I really can't put him any higher than the guys I mentioned previous to him. So my tier three was eight Nicole Jokic, 9 Joel Embiid, 10 Paul George, 11 Damian Lillard, and 12 Luka Doncic. So let's get into tier 4 now. Alright, so my tier 4 is ranked from 13 to 19. So starting off tier 4 is a guy I probably didn't have in the top 20 going into this year, but he was phenomenal in his new role with the Houston Rockets, and that is Russell Westbrook. I didn't think he was deserving of an all-star spot at the time that they were announced, but I was, I was proven wrong that he is a top 15 player in the NBA this year, and I still think he's a top 15 player overall. The one knock on Russ is he's not a good shooter. He's he's a horrible three-point shooter and a horrible long-distance shooter. And just, he can't, can't shoot. He can't shoot. He's not good at it. Maybe his one MVP season was an outlier there. But I just, he, he's just not a good shooter. And his confidence didn't, like, think that. He thought he was still a good shooter and he would shoot you out of games. But with this new Rockets offense, where it's spread out five wide, five out, basically, if you play 2K, um, you'll probably have heard, I've heard that in my team, but, and he would just drive to the rim, and he would kick it out to somebody, or just go right at somebody else, and it proved it worked, it worked, he was averaging 25 plus points a game, 7 plus assist a night, 7 plus rebounds, and he was actually still being an efficient guy, he was getting to the line, and that was pretty much it, it was at the rim or at the line, maybe he would have a couple 
five to ten foot shots but it's basically everything's at the rim now which is great yes he would still take that occasional open three but he kind of learned that yeah he should not be taking more than two threes a night because he's not a good three-point shooter he's still a good defender he's coming in at number 13 for me so coming in at 14 is another point guard and that is Kyrie Irving Kyrie Irving is an NBA final champion he might have hit one of the biggest shots in NBA history um to beat the 73 and nine Warriors in that game seven and you might hate on him for locker room stuff if he's not a great teammate whatever but I still have him on at 14 for basketball reason he's still the best ball handler in the NBA maybe the best NBA ball handler of all time he's still a solid passer he's not really what he was like five or six years ago he's got really good court vision now and it's a lot better as he's been gaining experience in the NBA he's still a great shooter he's great at scoring at the rim He's not a huge defensive liability. Like, he's not like a guy you would want guarding a 1-2 or maybe even 3, but you could put him out there. It's not like he's an Isaiah Thomas out there. He's not great, but he's not horrible on the defensive end, and he's coming in at number 14 for me, as pretty much every team he's been on for the last couple of years, they've been solid at least. Like, the Celtics last year, they obviously lost in round 2 as the 4 seed, but they were still good, and then obviously he was on the Cavs teams and the Nets team this year. I mean, you really can't take that into consideration as KD was hurt, and he kind of was like, oh, I kind of want to take this year off. So, he got hurt, and he didn't really put much for the Nets this year, but he's still a top 15 player in the NBA in my eyes because he's shown that he could win and be a good player in the playoffs. Coming in at number 15 is Jimmy Butler. Kind of like Kyrie, he's been pretty much good on every team he's been on. Either it's Miami, Philly, he even helped Minnesota get to their first playoffs in a while. Even though they were an 18, he still got them there. He was good in Chicago. He's one of the best defensive players in the NBA. Kind of like Russ, he maybe needs to realize he's not a great shooter, and that is kind of true. He doesn't really take a lot of threes. He wasn't the most efficient player this year shooting the ball, but he was good. He got to the line. He was still great on defense, and he's going to come in at 15 for me. Coming in at 16 is a reigning finals champion, and that is Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I have him at 16. That might be high, but he's shown that he can be good in the playoffs, and he can be a very good player when it matters most. He's a great defender. He's a good ball handler for his size. He might be a great ball handler for his size. He's a good shooter. He's good at scoring inside. Inside, he's good at scoring in the post, off the spin move, with a hook shot. He's good all around. He's coming in at number 16 for me, and I have him in front of Carl Anthony Towns, who's 17, mainly because we've seen him go to the finals. Yes, if Carl Anthony Towns maybe played, you swap positions, him on that Toronto team, Siakam in Minnesota, maybe I would have a very different opinion, but you cannot do what a shoulda couldas when you're doing rankings. This is from what we've seen, and Cat has made it to the playoffs once with that Timberwolves team and that's pretty much it he's still a defensive liability but he's still one of the best centers in the NBA he's a fantastic shooter he's a great offensive player but can he be the number one on a good team we haven't seen it yet so he's coming in at number 17 coming in at number 18 is Ben Simmons two-way base he's actually great at everything pretty much besides shooting i know that might be the most important thing in your eyes but he's a great ball handler he's great at scoring inside he's a fantastic defender he's gonna probably be on an all defensive team this year and get some defensive player of the year votes he might be the best passer in the nba that that's probably up for debate because you obviously have guys like trey young and Luka Doncic and lebron james but he's definitely up there in that conversation his court vision's amazing he's great in transition and he's coming in at number 18 and pretty much he's been on a lot of good teams so far and coming in at 19 is the two-time reigning defensive player of the year winner maybe three times this year we'll see when the awards come out and that is rudy gobert he's been on good teams for the last couple years with the utah jazz they weren't able to win in round one last year versus the rockets but they did beat the thunder a couple years ago he's a fantastic defender obviously that's why i have him as a top 20 player that might be a debate for some of you guys because maybe he won't be a number one on a championship team yes but he's been arguably the best defender in the nba because he's the two-time defensive player of the year award winner for the last two years and like i said he 
might get it this year, and that is very valuable. Center is the most important defensive position. You need that rim protector. You need that middle linebacker to call out stuff and help out the team on defense. And he might be the best in the NBA at that. Yes, his offensive is limited. And that's why he'll probably never, ever be a top 15 guy in the NBA because he cannot create his own shot and he can't be the number one on a championship team. But I think he could be a number two. He might have to play with LeBron James to be the number two, but I think he could be a number two on a really good team. And we've seen some good Jazz teams, but we have not seen some really good Jazz teams. Who knows? Maybe this year they could have surprised some people. Uh, they kind of missed on their point guard this offseason. Maybe they should have got like Kemba Walker, Malcolm Brogdon, but, or even brought back Ricky Rubio because uh, Mike Conley hasn't been great. But who knows what we'll see from the Jazz in the playoffs. He's going to be 19. And if he wins Defensive Player of the Year, how can you not have him in the top 20? So my tier four... 13, Russell Westbrook, 14, Kyrie Irving, 15, Jimmy Butler, 16, Pascal Siakam, 17, Carl Anthony Towns, 18, Ben Simmons, and 19, Rudy Gobert. So my tier five is from 20 to 30. So coming in at number 20 is Klay Thompson. Pre-ACL tear, he'd probably be top 17, 100%, maybe even top 15. But yeah, I don't know what he's going to be like coming off the ACL tear. He's the second best shooter in the NBA. I think we can all agree on that. He's a top five shooter of all time. It's just the best shooter of all time is on his team. So he's out of the spotlight a little bit, but we still all know how valuable Klay is. He's probably one of the best catch and shoot uh, players of all time. He's amazing off screen he might be one of the best off the ball players ever and he's a fantastic defender i think that kind of gets overlooked as how good of a defender clay thompson really is on the perimeter and a lot he's pretty much been guarding the number ones on that warriors teams if it's a point guard or shooting guard um over draymond green who's been a defensive player of the year uh winner before so clay thompson the master of the three d's the best probably three d guy in the nba and he's coming in at number 20 Coming in at number 21 is Kemba Walker of the Boston Celtics. I kind of hesitant. I was hesitant to put him this high, but I ended up leaving him at 21. We haven't really seen him on a good team till this year. Yes, the Hornets made that playoffs one year where they lost to the Heat, where they had that Ninja Turtle guy. I remember that series, yeah. But he was never really like on a great team in Charlotte. He was never on a really good team in Charlotte. He was on like a solid team that made the playoffs, but they lost in round one. But we finally saw him with a good head coach, with good players around him this year in Boston. And he was probably not the best player on that team this year. We'll get to that other player a little in a little bit. But Kemba Walker is still one of the best offensive players in the NBA. He's amazing off the dribble. His ball handling is amazing. He's good inside. He's coming in at number 21. Coming in at number 22 is Chris Paul. And yeah, I thought going into this year, Chris Paul would not be a top 30 player in the NBA, but but he ended up being a top 30 player for me. He was an all-star this year. He might be an all-NBA player, who knows, because the Thunder did not have high expectations, and he's led them to be one of the better teams in the Western Conference. They might not, they probably will not get a series victory in round one, depending on who they face, but unless it's like, the Grizzlies or maybe the Mavericks, they're probably not going to win their round one matchup, but he's still a fantastic point guard. He's a great passer. He's still a good defender. He's probably the best mid-range shooter in the NBA. Uh, I'm Probably not the best, probably the second best with Kawhi being number one, and he's coming in at number 22 because he's been so good for the last 15 years, so he's coming in at number 22. Coming in at number 23 is Bradley Beal, who is a horrible defender, but his offense is one of the best in the NBA. He's been on some good, solid Wizards teams, nothing crazy this year they weren't good last year they weren't good obviously because they are missing john wall but i do expect them to be back in the playoff conversation next year when john wall is healthy they'll add another lottery pick and he's coming in at number 23 coming in at number 24 is like pascal siakam and Kawhi leonard a reigning finals champion and that is kyle lowry that's why i had him in top 25 because you know what? he just won the finals last year and he might have been the second most important player on that team so i needed to give kyle lowry some love he's still a great defender great passer good three-point shooter Played 
plays a lot of minutes, even though he's getting up there in age, and he's a fantastic overall player, all-around player. He's coming in at number 24. So this was really hard. From 25 to 30, it was really hard because once you get to the end, then you're going to have to leave out a bunch of guys. And like I said, I 10 honorable mentions. So coming in at number 25 is Jason Tatum. Yeah, I already have him as a top 25 player in the NBA. He's a really solid defender, and he's getting into that really good category. He's a great spot-up shooter. His three-point percentage has been a career high this year. He's shown that he could be a number one on a good team as the Celtics are the three seed, and he's been the best player on that team this year. I think he's been better than Kemba Walker because he's been a really good defender. He's been their most consistent offensive player because Kemba Walker did have some stretches where he was not as good. He's got to get his inside scoring to be a little bit better, but he's a good mid-range shooter. He's just a great all-around player. He went on that stretch where he kept scoring 30 uh, points a game, and he's led the Celtics to be a three seed, and he's he's already been to the conference finals once in his career. Maybe it was an extremely weak Eastern Conference, but he still did it. He beat Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons that year, uh, so he's coming in at number 25. Coming in at number 26 is one of the more underrated players in the NBA, and that is Chris Middleton. He's going to get very close to 50-40-90 this year. He's a good defender. He's the second best player on a historic team and a historic defensive team. The best team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, at this moment. He went to the conference finals last year, and... I think we need to give Chris Middleton a little bit more respect. He's coming in at number 26 on this list. So, uh, so far we have 20 Klay Thompson, 21 Kemba Walker, 22 Chris Paul, 23 Bradley Beal, 24 Kyle Lowry, 25 Jason Tatum, 26 Chris Middleton, and 27 Donovan Mitchell. So Donovan Mitchell, I debated putting him a little bit higher than Tatum, but you know, I ended up going with Tatum above Mitchell, but Mitchell, he's been in the NBA for three total years, and he has made the playoffs every single year because the Jazz are going to make it this year. He's a really good defender. He might be one of the more underrated defensive players in the NBA, and he is 6'1". So he's a 6'1 shooting guard, and he's a really good defender. He's a good inside scorer. He's a streaky shooter but he's an overall above average three-point shooter and he's an average player when it comes into efficiency like he's usually around the average true shooting percentage but so is jason tatum and jason tatum's usually had a below true shooting on league average but he's been great at a lot of things and he's been a winner and he's coming in at number 27 on this list coming in at 28 is a player that went to the conference finals last year and that is cj mccollum like rudy gobert mccollum definitely fits as a better two than a one and i don't think he could be the one on a really good team i think he could be the two or three on a championship team, but not a one, but he's still one of the better offensive players in the NBA. Uh, like Mitchell, he's a little bit undersized, but and he's not a great defender like Mitchell is, but he's still a really good offensive player. He's good at scoring inside. He's a good shooter. He's great off the dribble. He's good at the mid-range from three, like I said, inside, and he's coming in at number 28 because he's been on some good Blazers team so far in his career, and he was really good in that Nuggets series last year. Coming in at number 29 is Brandon Ingram of the Pelicans, a player that has never made the playoffs in his career. Who knows if the Pelicans would have got that eight seed if the season didn't get suspended this year, but he's improved to be one of the better players in the NBA. Uh, he's a good defender. Think he's definitely above average getting into that good tier of defense, especially on the perimeter. He's a great shooter. We've seen the most historic one-year shooting jump in pretty much NBA history this year. He's a good free throw shooter. He's great at scoring at the mid-range. He's good on spot-up threes, pull-up threes, and he's an overall top 20 offensive player in the NBA, top 25 offensive player in the NBA, and he's a good defender, and that's going to put him at number 29. He would be a little bit higher if maybe the Pelicans were a little bit better, but who knows? He's 29 at what? At 22 years old, he's going to be getting up there, and then coming in at my 30th player is Trey Young. Trey Young, you look at stats-wise, Top 10 guy in the NBA. Top 15 guy in the NBA. But defense, horrible. 
He has not been on a good team whatsoever. The Hawks have been one of the worst teams in the NBA for the last two years in Trey Young's first two seasons. Who knows if Trey Young will ever be able to carry this Hawks team to be good? Yes, these Hawks teams, especially last year, was pretty bad. This year, it was also not very good. But we'll see with Clint Capella, John Collins. They'll have another top 10 pick this year. Who knows who they sign in free agency or if they get somebody in 2021. Will Trey Young be able to lead a really good above average offense in the NBA? Who knows? And we have to wait and see. And that's why he's coming in at number 30. So my tier 5, 20 Clay Thompson, 21 Kemba Walker, 22 Chris Paul, 23 Bradley Beal, 24 Kyle Lowry, 25 Jason Tatum, 26 Chris Middleton, 27 Donovan Mitchell, 28 CJ McCollum, 29 Brendan Ingram, and 30 Trey Young. So yeah, I had 11 honorable mentions that you could put in tier 5 and I'd be perfectly okay with it. So do not get mad at me for not having these guys in honorable mentions. But here they are, uh, Devin Booker. Bam Adebayo, John Wall, DeMar DeRozan, De'Aaron Fox, D'Angelo Russell, Jalen Brown, Christoph Porzingis, John Morant, DeMontis Sabonis, and Jamal Murray. Those are my honorable mentions. So yeah, that is going to wrap up my top 30 players in the NBA. You guys can let me know what you guys think um, on YouTube in the comment section, or if you want to write a rating, um, or excuse me, a review on Apple Pod, you can let me know what you guys thought, or just let me know on Twitter, twitter.com slash Matthew and Geist. And then if you guys are on Spotify, I really appreciate a follow, Apple Pod, a rating and review, and on YouTube, a like means a lot to me. So yeah, that is going to wrap out episode 26 of the Just Ball and Podcast. I hope you guys really enjoyed my top 30 players in the NBA. I think the next episode will be my top 25 players in the NBA, 25 and under. Uh, and yeah, be on the lookout for that next week. Uh, if you guys aren't following me on Twitter, make sure you do that. Like I said, my Twitter is twitter.com slash Matthew and Geis. My two YouTube channels, Six Rings of Steel and Strauss. I've been uploading pretty much 2K or NBA content daily on those. And yeah, I have pretty much one more week of school. My last final is May 6th. I end classes uh, today as you're listening to this on the 27th. I just hope we get some NBA news so um, we can kind of talk about some current NBA stuff though. So yeah, that'll be it for me. Thank you all for listening. Hope you guys did enjoy. Hope you guys have a great day and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.